The reason I had us read the scriptures, because I always like to see the scriptures in context whenever I, I just launch from one. And as I told you already, I, I want to talk about, um, I did, uh, about how to get better in difficult or challenging conversations that either you're in or you need to have. Has anybody had any difficult conversation or you know that you should have a difficult conversation or a challenging conversation uh, recently? Yay, okay. <laughs> Dean, well, yes, it, this is very, it, it's very common to us all. And one of, the, one of the issues we have as Christians is that we feel like if we have to speak up about something, uh, and it's usually people that are close to us. You know, it's easy to tell the guy next to you in the car, it's like, hey, you ought to drive better. That, that, that's, that's different. But it's when it's our spouse, it's our children, it's our, it's brothers and sisters in Christ, it's our coworkers, uh, that we have to speak for this very reason, which we just read. It says that instead we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Now, let me, let me read that again. It says, speaking the truth in love, growing more and more like Christ. Do you know that when we avoid difficult conversations, we stop growing? And one of the, one of the things that I've seen in my own life is I don't like to, I, I don't like to be in, you know, confrontational conversations. Uh, how, how many like confrontation? Okay, okay, because I was going to send you the counselor, give you a hundred bucks and send you the Christian counselor. If you love, you know, it's like, I love confrontation, man. I just can't wait to, to get at it. If you're, yeah. It, it, so, because in most Christians, we tend to have this grace and truth, and even Maureen kind of, you know, it, when you have, when you've, God has revealed something to you, you have some gift, but that somebody else doesn't have yet. And it's easy to get proud or, or to, and then you, you reflect and you're like, well, I shouldn't say this because I might come off being proud. So again, if you have the interest, you know, that self-reflection uh, about the other person, that's good. But when we don't speak difficult things to people, we stop maturing. And I've seen this, uh, you know, Leonard talk about kids. I mean, sometimes your kids are doing something, you're like, ah, you know, they'll grow out of it. You wish. <laughs> the bent of the human heart is always away from God. And the only way to, to push the bent forward to God is, is by addressing it. Um, if you've been married for any length of time, uh, there's probably things that you might need to talk about. But unfortunately, we, we don't. Uh, unfortunately, we're like, I can live with this. I can live with this. I can live with this. And I've seen the stages of people's marriages. Now I've, I've been pastoring 30, 35 years or so. So, so I've, I've married them. And then, you know, there's a five-year stage. The five-year stage is, you know, after five years, they're like, I'm just, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's the exciting stage. But after five years, you're like, Wow, this is the same person. They're still living with me. Uh, it, 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 it's good. And, and, you know, everybody's still kind of on their, their best behavior. At 10 years, uh, things uh, are challenging because sometimes there's kids involved now and everybody's tired. And, and you know, the last thing you want to do is get in an argument when you're tired. Yes? You understand? Okay. Uh, 15, 20, 
20 years is really bad. I, I always say that you're, you're not even married yet until you've been married at least 25 years. Because that's when the kids are starting to you know, leave, leave the nest. And, and then you really know what you've built, what you've been building. And, and uh, it, there's, so anyway, in these stages, uh, a lot of times when I'm sharing with couples that are having difficulties, I'll say, well, how long have you been married? And they'll tell me, you know, five years or 10 years or 15 years. There's all these milestones that God is wanting to raise us up into a greater level of maturity. So that's for the married people that are here. And if you're not married, there's still plenty of conversations to have with plenty of people. Okay. So I'm going to be... A, a, so maturity requires us having difficult conversations. Everybody good with that? And that's why I'm talking about this, because I, I see with Christians especially, we're trying to be nice. I mean, my last name is nice. And so, uh, you know... A lot, a lot of times people, you know, they'll, they'll ask, are you really? And it says, and I'll tell them, you know, don't cross me. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can be nice. But I, really, I have endeavored my whole life actually to be nice and unfortunately missed opportunities to be able to speak truth and love to people to help them. Now, I want to, uh, so... Uh, I want to ask you a question before we get started. Is there a conversation that you've been avoiding with someone? Now, how do I know? How do you know if you've been avoiding a conversation? One is when they're not around, you're talking to them in your brain. Is that, is that how you've, you're having that conversation? It's like, ah, oh, you know, if they say this, I'll say this, and blah, blah, blah. You know, so you know that. And I've done that many times. So, you know, I've spent up all nights having conversations with somebody I have to have in the morning. It's like, ah, I hate that. Uh, <clears throat> if you've shared something with someone about something, then about another person, that's usually a sign. You should probably go talk to that person because Jesus said you should go talk to that person and make that right. And then uh, if, there's, uh, if you're experiencing anxiety uh, about, you know, like being around somebody. I, I've been in a lot of employee uh, employer relationships uh, where y you feel like I can't say something around certain people. You ever have to walk on eggshells around someone? Uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about difficult people later, but I'm talking about difficult conversations another time. But there's, sometimes there's a spirit that just says, don't cross this line. And, and you're like, okay, I won't. But often for that person's sake, we have to cross the line. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, of course, we don't want to talk because we're afraid of what people will think if we say certain things, right? What if they leave? You know, I've had to talk to people in the church about certain behaviors that may, may or may not be appropriate. Um, and, I've, you know, I've had to do that many times. And sometimes they get really mad at you. And it's like, bro, just trying to, just trying to share, share my heart, the heart of Jesus to you. Uh, I, I could tell these stories, but I don't have time. Too many stories uh, after this. Okay. Um, we're, we're, of course, we're afraid. Of course, we want to be nice. And then sometimes when we share in a difficult conversation, somebody will come back and it basically comes back and bites us, right? Which we don't want that. I'd rather just like every, make everything nice. Now, the unfortunate part of that is if... Ah, Luna, dear... Uh, the unfortunate part about this is if we don't enter in, we will not build intimacy. 
How many have ever had a fight with somebody and you actually did it in a way that you were able to forgive one another and move on to the next thing? Did it build your relationship or shred it? Everybody? It built the relationship. Yeah, when you work through issues with people, it helps build them. And our goal in what we've been talking about is I want people to grow in intimacy. And often there's times when we have to share things that are difficult. And I even do uh, have, have to do this in the workplace because uh, we run a Christian school and a church. And people are people. I say that a lot. You know, sometimes my wife will say, well, I wonder why this. And I'm like, babe, people are different. They're all different. And they all do different things from different motivations. And if you get into psychology, you're like, whoa, I can get back to their, to, you know, their great grandfather and, and tell you why this person acts this way, which sometimes it is your great grandfather. You don't know. Uh, because, you know, our family systems are deep in our bones. We know that. Okay. So, um, before we get started, uh, I want you to know that whenever you're having a difficult conversation, it's not to change them. Okay, a lot of times it's like, I need to talk to you about something that you need to change. I wish that would work. It's like, because everybody loves to change. How many of you guys love to change? It's like, you know, <laughs> we don't like to change that much. But what it is, is, is helping identify for them an area that, that is becoming now a problem for us. Because we want to be in a better, more intimate relationship with them. Okay, um, and and it takes me back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, and I'll just reiterate. Uh, in Ephesians four twenty nine, it says, "Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths." Meaning, don't get angry and start barfing on people when you get angry at them. But instead, only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So when we're about to have a difficult conversation with with someone, the primary thing we are thinking about in our mind is how is it that I'm going to build this person and bless this person? Because I know a lot of times when people share difficult information, it becomes tearing, right? Everybody know that? Everybody with me? Okay. Do I get to hold the baby? (laughs) Okay. So here we go. So uh, I'm going to make, I want to make, simplify this for you, uh, how to have a difficult conversation. So just think that you might get in some conflict with someone at some point. And I'm going to say something, you're going to go, I knew he was going to say something like this. The the first thing uh, we should be thinking about uh, is that verse, how am I going to bless and build this person? Okay, because if we don't have the mindset, we're going to go into it wrong. A couple months ago, I was teaching in our fourth grade. uh, I was substituting in our fourth grade at our Christian school. And there was a a young man there that he didn't want to do his work. Uh, He was he was just having a bad attitude. And he was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that later. I'm going to do that for homework. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. You're going to do it because I'm the teacher. I am very close to God and (laughs) something like that. (laughs) But later I, I, I I didn't, I didn't make it a confrontation, but later I, I came to him and I said, you know, when, when I enrolled you in this school, you were so excited to learn. 
I was so excited. I knew that you had some gaps in your learning. Uh, where, where did you? Uh, he had some difficulties earlier in his in his teaching, and I said you were just so passionate. It's like you wanted to be in school to learn. And I said, where is that passion? What where what is this? I, I'm going to do that later thing, and and just that he saw the vision that I had, that I saw him have, was enough for him to go, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm here on purpose. I'm, I'm going to go learn. Uh, now, it's been a little bit of a road, but uh, when, we're, when we're thinking in our conversation, it's like, how am I going to help this person revisionize their life? It's, it's kind of like with, with married couples, and our, sorry to keep illustrating with that, but when you stood there on that altar and, and, and said these fateful words, I promise... I will become all that God wants me to be for you. I love that. Really? <laughs> How are we doing with that? Because I'm not sure you're becoming all that God wants me to be for you. I think you might be lacking a little bit. But when we lose that vision, uh, we, and somebody can bring us back to that. It's like, I know that God has more for your life than you are expecting right now. Okay, so that's our mindset. Now, then the next thing, and this is kind of the first thing, you got to pray. Now you're going, oh, the pastor, he's always going to say that. He's always, he's like, you're going to have to pray about it. But I mean, no, we got to really pray about it because until we have the heart of God for a person, we can't have the words of God for a person. It's so important for us to get God's heart. Now, this is also a sneaky way to get out of something. You ever, you know, feel like I got to talk to this person about something and then you talk to God about it and you say, Lord, can you take care of this? How many have ever asked God to keep you from having that difficult conversation? <laughs> but every once in a while, he will say, I'll take that. And that's, you know, that's especially good in, in, in families because if, if we spend a lot of time, you know, just like, hey, I need to talk to you about the way you screw on the, you know, the cap to the toothpaste. Uh, I know that's the biggest issue in my house. But um, then you, then you kind of get that, oh, this person's like nitpicky. But instead, when we go and we say, Lord, I, I, I'm coming to you to pray about this situation. And the Lord will tell you, listen, I want, to, I want to speak to that person. Because you know, if the Lord speaks to you about your issue, it's way more powerful than if your spouse does. <laughs> and so it's good to pray for your spouses and your children and your coworkers and your, and your boss and all those people. Pray for them. Okay, now, uh, but also... God very often will give you his perspective and a strategy uh, for, for how to speak to them. Because sometimes we just don't know. And if we pray, we can ask the Lord and he'll say, okay, I want you to go in this way. All right? And then the, the, the last part of that, about that is that when, if the Lord doesn't do something miraculous and change their heart, which is rare, uh, or if we don't hear from the Lord and get his perspective, at least when we come to them, we can say, you know, I've been praying about something. And you can be honest about that. 
right? You're not just like, oh, I've been talking to God. Yeah, right. Uh, but you actually have been. And, and I really feel like the Lord would have me share. Because again, whose truth is it that we're speaking? You, you guys said it, isn't it, right? It's not my truth uh, necessarily. Now, the, of course, this can go in a lot of different directions. Hang on there, right? But I just wanted to say, pray about it first. The next thing is whenever you're having a difficult conversation with, with somebody, make sure you stick to one thing. I, I've been in enough counseling situations where you go to counsel somebody and all of a sudden 10 things come out. How many can resolve 10 things at once? No one. No one. And one of the biggest issues of our life is that uh, our relationships get muddied with all kinds of stuff. You know, you have the employee, they're late, and they're not clean up after them. So, you know, they got 10 things, and you're like, I'd like to talk to you about your work behaviors. And they're like, and uh, which one? All right, instead, just pick one and stick to it. Uh, it, it I know a lot of times we gunny sack in our relationships. We just have a whole bunch of things that now I need to, it's like, well, why didn't you just tell me one at a time? Because I can, I can take care of one at a time. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, so be, and then be clear about it. Let, let me, let me take, uh, just an easy example. I was thinking, gosh, I could illustrate this with a lot of stuff in my life, but I don't want to get in trouble with all of you and have you think, man, that guy's been confronted a lot. Um, let's just talk about the, the hypothetical employee that is late for work. That has never happened to any employer here, I'm sure, or on, online. But if it is, then you, then you come to them again thinking, what's best for your life is that you become a person that can be trusted in time, right? And the reason I'm here is not because you're late every day, but because I want you to become a person who can be trusted, because people that are on time tend to be seen, at least, as more trustworthy. I'm not saying that the core of your being is not trustworthy, but this will help. Um, so, and then, so you, you point out the, you point out the topic, but then you share with them how this affects you. And, okay. And then maybe how this affects others. So, you know, I, I'd like to talk with you. I would like to talk with you about you being late. And this is how it's affecting me. I get anxious when I look and or I get a text. <laughs> this happens, actually. I got a text this week. There's no one here this morning for the kids. Hmm. That affects me. Because then I start this anxiety and I think, oh, I'm going to have to, like, drive a million miles an hour to get to school because somebody's not doing not doing this and so you share how it affects you and then and then how it might affect the whole the whole thing does that make sense so the one topic how it affects you and how it affects us uh, let, let me take another illustration from home um, my home there was a time in my life when I used to be late and I wouldn't call because, you know, busy pastors who aren't equipping anybody <laughs> to do the work of ministry do a lot of work. And they do a lot of work in a lot of meetings. And I would and I would would say to myself, uh, 
I, I, it'll only be a minute. And you know how long a minute is when you're only going to be a minute. You're going to be more than a minute. And so Jenny would be at home, and she, she, was, she is the best wife in the world uh, for me. And, and, she, and she would be preparing my wonderful dinner, right? And she would be making sure that I was going to be the king of the house when I came home. And I was busy doing God's work. <laughs> Very important work. And I wouldn't call. She'd have the table all set with the nice napkins all laid out there ready for me. Okay, I'm, I'm embellishing a little bit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know how preachers embellish. Uh, but I wouldn't call. And then she'd be waiting. And then when I got home, I not only got a cold dinner, <laughs> but you know, her, you know, yeah, the whole place was cold. Woo! <laughs> Now, Jenny's a great communicator, and so she would say, after I've done this 20 or 30 times, because she's praying, right? She's like, oh, Lord, change his heart. Oh, Lord, change his heart. Lord, talk to him. Lord, I know you can break through that knucklehead, uh, right? She, and so she prayed about it, and then at a certain point, she said, you know, this important business you've been doing every night, I would just appreciate it if you would call me. Now, this was early, early marriage, of course, but it still works now. I, I've been trained because she, she told me it really affects me because I'm trying to put the, you know, this food on the table and I'm trying to make sure the kids are ready you know, when you get home. And I would just like you to know that this is. And so it could have been a big confrontation. Is you're always late. You're always, you know, you're always doing this. And you're always doing that. And, I, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm the greatest pastor in the world. And I'm doing God's work. And she's like, yeah, not at home. Oh, sorry. I've had that talk, right? Okay, everybody, everybody breathe. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, so let me get back to my... Uh, so we're going to pray. We're going to pick one topic. We're going to talk about our desired outcomes. I would just appreciate it if you would call me. I would just appreciate it that you would, you would come because I get anxious when you don't come. Um, and then, um, uh, so we've clarified uh, the topic. Um, talk about what it does to our relationship. Clarify what things would be best to change. And then last but not least, offer your help. Uh, because... Do you know that a lot of times, uh, especially husbands, sorry guys, sometimes we need help with making sure that we can change, we can follow through in our change. It, and, and so it, it, really, it, it really helps us understand you're on board. We're becoming unified together. Okay. Now remember, our, our intent is not to fix, but to provide truth so that we can reconcile and solve the problems. Okay. Here's another kind of big piece to this. And that is the emotional weight that comes with confrontation. Uh, have you ever heard somebody say, when you do that, you make me feel like this. Now, our feelings are kind of owned. Meaning that no one can really make you feel. You can choose to allow it to make you feel that way. But it really still is a choice. Uh, but instead, uh, you can say, 
I feel like this when this happens, rather than you make me feel this way. Uh, it, that's a, a much better way to express it because you really are feeling this way. I'm feeling neglected. You know, I mean, there, there were times in my life when, when I, I wouldn't take my wife out on dates, right? And so she could say, man, what, you're a horrible husband. She would never say that. <laughs> she would think, you know, she, but instead she could say, you know, when, when we don't go out on dates, I feel like our relationship isn't the, the priority of our family. That works. Instead of, you make me feel so worthless when you don't date, when we don't do dates, right? Okay. Now, so, let's, let, let, let me reiterate. I'm, I'm almost finished here, and obviously you know this is a big topic. Let's get it right. We're going to pray. We're going to go single, single topic, one at a time. If you say, honey, I know I've got to talk about ten things, but I'm only going to talk about one. And then we'll save the rest for Tuesday. Uh, one topic, desired outcome. What is it that you would like to see uh, sharing the nature and the effects of the problem? Uh, deal with your emotions. Say, this is how I feel when this happens. Um, and then uh, request a change. Say, can we change this? Uh, Jendi has been so good at this in my life uh, because... Because I'm not all, all that. I know you're looking at me today. Online, you're going, that dude is a rock star. <laughs> but I'm a human. And humans are, who are not exactly like Jesus yet. Did you read that in the scripture? It says we're growing in every way more and more. So if there's still some more left in your more, then another person should be able to speak to you and say, we could go higher. We could get more of Jesus in you. And so until you're there, we need each other to be able to share difficult things with us. So here's my, here, here's my uh, bottom line. And, and I didn't say this earlier, but a lot of times we build stuff up and that's not forgiven. So if we're mad at somebody before that we need to share, we need to start with forgiveness, right? We need to say, Lord, I forgive them for this thing, but I'm going in. I'm going to share with them what's on my heart, okay? I don't like this topic because I'm a nice guy. And I certainly didn't want to bring it up today in case some of you guys had something that you need to talk to me about. <laughs> but I want to encourage us. We've been talking about communication. The best way to build intimacy is to really share what's going on. And instead, if we hint around and hope around that things will change, then the change won't come in, in the way that God wants to bring it. He actually asks us, to speak the truth in love so that we can grow up more and more to be like Jesus. So I'm going to close this in prayer. And I want to ask you, as the Holy Spirit brings to mind, if there's anyone that you need to have a conversation with, that you would begin the process of praying about how the Lord would have you uh, move into that. Um, and then there's one more side of it. 
that I know all too well is that often I'm, I have things I need to confess before I have a conversation. And so I, I just want to encourage you, you know, a lot of times we look and we're like, that person, I really want to build you today with this great conversation. When the Lord's saying, you know what? I want you to humble yourself and let the Lord change you first. So with that, let's go ahead and let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you that you teach us to speak the truth in love so that we can grow more and more to be like your beloved son, Jesus. And Lord, I know in this life there's uh, so many conversations we can have with people uh, that would uh, at least appear to us to be difficult and challenging. But I pray that by your Spirit you would lead us for their sake and for the sake of our relationships to grow deeper, that you would help us with them. And I pray for each and every one. I know there might be fear in the, in the hearts of many, because it often is with me when I have to confront someone, uh, that you would give us rest in our heart and help us to be able to bless people through confrontation. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Everybody's like, okay, let's not do this. But really, I, I, I want to encourage everyone, uh, especially with the people that are closest to you, the sooner you share something, the better. Because a lot of times we, we just let stuff lay too long and it becomes quite painful for us. So let me encourage you, uh, go ahead, go on, share that good news with someone for their sake. Okay, I smell the saffron rice. It's coming through. Uh, for all of you guys that are on uh, line with us this morning, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being here. We love you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all soon. Uh, and God bless you. Have a great, great day, great week. <laughs>